Welcome to The Real Enneagram, A Spiritual Quest, brought to you by the Institute for Conscious Being. Join us as we experience the vital teachings of Enneagram expert Dr. Joseph Howell, clinical psychologist and author of Becoming Conscious, The Enneagram's Forgotten Passageway. Relax as you are taken beyond personality typing to the real Enneagram, the spiritual development of the soul. Well, welcome today to an exciting new podcast entitled The Real Enneagram, A Spiritual Quest. Well, this is an exciting podcast. I want to welcome today Dr. Joseph Howell and then Hi. also myself. My name is Erica Jobes and really I'm just here to uh, talk with Dr. Howell to find out a little bit about this new podcast. So what we really want to dive into today, Dr. Howell, is... Uh, a little bit about the new podcast, what mm-hmm. what the Enneagram is, mm-hmm. what it means, mm-hmm. how can it help us and change our lives, mm-hmm. what's different about this podcast from any other Enneagram podcast, and we also want to know a little bit about your background, what gives you the right to talk to us. <laughs> okay. So, but first, uh, let's begin with maybe you giving us a little definition or an introduction to the Enneagram mm-hmm. and exactly what that is. Well, the Enneagram is really about energies, and the conceivers of the Enneagram, and we don't know who they were, um, really outlined nine basic energies of the universe. And those nine energies reflect the reality of what goes on on planet Earth in law and in science and in history and in mathematics and in music because it's really based on mathematics and based on the law of three and the law of seven. Uh, These are very interesting laws that take study and going into. However, when you boil it down, it is a mirror of how these energies are represented and express themselves not only in the world and in geography, but in people, in souls, and in personalities. And that's what's captured the imagination of a lot of people in that the Enneagram of personality has been looked at from many, many different angles and has been found to be fascinating. And the Enneagram is far deeper than just personality. It goes into many other disciplines of uh, study and work and endeavor. Great. So basically what you're saying is the Enneagram is much deeper than just a typing system. Yes, it is. It's uh, uh, based on triangles. It's based on the theories of Pythagoras. Um, And many of its uh, uh, tenets go back... Uh, as early as uh, Egyptian intelligence. How did you discover the Enneagram? I discovered it with studying with the with the Jesuits in uh, Cleveland, Ohio. Um, Patrick O'Leary and uh, a, a, a wonderful teacher with him, Maria Beesing, in the late 1980s. And uh, I was captivated with these teachers who pointed me in many different directions from just the seminar that they had. 
However, they were the ones who wrote the first real book on the Enneagram, introduced into this country on the Enneagram of Personality. Wow. So they, they wrote the first book on the Enneagram yes, that was introduced into this country. Right. Where did they learn the Enneagram? They learned the Enneagram from um, a very important figure called Father Bob Oaks, spelled O-C-H-S, who was in a class at Berkeley in the late 60s, early 70s, uh, that was led by Claudio Naranjo who is a Chilean psychiatrist who actually brought the Enneagram from South America, where he learned it at the Eureka Institute, having been taught there um, by uh, its um, leader, Oscar Echaza. Okay, great. So, so you've learned this from the Jesuits, mm-hmm. and what was their basic... What did they focus on when they were teaching the Enneagram? Where, where, where did they come from? The, the, the Jesuit focus at the time, and of course I've had many discussions with um, Patrick O'Leary since, and uh, he and many others have come even a lot further than in the 80s with understanding the depth of the Enneagram. Uh, at that time, were, they were building uh, the Enneagram around uh, transformation. Okay. And, of course, it was very, very part and parcel with the Christian uh, doctrine of uh, transformation. Um, And the parallels between Christian transformation and the transformation outlined in the inner flow of the Enneagram was astounding. Great. So their focus being on transformation was just a little bit probably deeper than maybe just the surface typology that a lot of people are so intrigued with mm-hmm. right now. Absolutely. Um, it, uh, it, it, it took you down into a different area other than typology. It's fun to name people and give people numbers, and it, it's, um, it's a fancy parlor game. Um, however, um, that's not really what the Enneagram is about. It's not about categorization, labeling, and becoming a good one or a good seven or a good two or conversely a bad seven, bad seven, bad two. Um, it, it's about understanding that this is a spiral of spiritual growth. And that if one follows the inner flow and the energies of this Enneagram, one can literally step out of unconsciousness into a great amount and depth of consciousness. Uh, You can call it enlightenment. You can call it transformation. Great. Where is the beginning point for a person who knows nothing about the Enneagram? And they're sitting here listening to this podcast and Mm -hmm. they think, wow, this sounds great. I definitely need some transformation in my life. Maybe I'm going through a difficult time or maybe I've come to the realization that what has worked for me up till now is mm-hmm. no longer working for me. Things are not going mm-hmm. as I had kind of planned for them to go. Where do they begin with Enneagram? Like how It's a how good question. Yeah. There? Well, you oddly enough, you do begin with typology. That really is the first step. One must understand what their 
Enneagram number is. But that number signifies what type of ego that they have and what type of ego they move in the world with as their covering. And uh, the ego is a very important thing. Um, a lot of people, when I use the word ego, uh, I don't mean it in terms of inflationary or someone acting like uh, they're bigger than they really are. The ego is a mental structure which holds together our thinking process and our persona, which is how we represent ourselves to the world. It also involves our defense mechanisms, how we protect ourselves from the world. So we have to define ourselves at the beginning with what one of these nine ego types are we. And they're not very flattering in their normal sort of everyday manifestations. They they have to do with uh, uh, being, uh, well, the, the number one is the know-it-all. The number two is going to take the the label that's showing in the back of your sweater and tuck it in for you. <laughs> the the number three is going to tell you how great they are. The number four is going to tell you how different they are and how life doesn't apply to them. The number five may tell you how much they know. Uh, the number six may overwhelm you with how loyal they are to you. The number seven may uh, uh, overwhelm you with how happy they are. The eight may overpower you with how strong they are. And the nine may just zone out and go on and not care. Right. So what you're saying is when you first learn your your Enneagram type or that ego type. Right. And ego not meaning that you're arrogant. Right. It's it's not that at all. No. It's basically how you move about in the world. Once you learn that, mm-hmm. sometimes that's a tough realization. It is. It's uh, For me, I remember I was, gosh, in my late 30s, I remember, when I first came to my type, and that was with the Jesuits, and I was shocked. I, 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 uh, uh, it was the type that I really was not drawn to, except just as a spectator. And I remember I went into a real chat room of people speaking about the type that I actually am, the that, ego type. that makes me laugh because that mm-hmm. chat room was not on a computer. No. It, it was, was a, a real a, chat room. <laughs> it was a real room full of people chatting. It was before <laughs> chat rooms were invented. Uh, yes, this was in the uh, late 80s. Uh, and uh, I, I walked in that room of these people with this particular ego number that I was kind of turned off about but was very fascinated with. And when I went in the room, the whole atmosphere of that room with those people felt kind of like home. Interesting. And the things they were chatting about were amazingly the things that I'm preoccupied with all day long, or much more then than I am now, preoccupied with. The thoughts of the defenses and the the preoccupations and the anticipations of what's going to happen. They were similarly... uh, Speaking my language. Okay. So, in this particular podcast. Yes. So, we're going to learn a little bit about that. Yeah, the ego types. Yeah, you got to be. That's where you begin. Right. Yeah. But you are very insistent that we move beyond that. Tell us about that. Well, this Enneagram is about spiritual growth, right? Yes. And if it is, it's about transformation because... 
When we're stuck in our ego, we're really stuck in the outward shell of ourselves. There's something deeper inside you and me, and we all know this. I've spoken to people all over the world about it, and they go, yes, I know. I know what you're talking about. Well, it's that deeper uh, nougat within all of us. And um, basically, uh, for want of another word, and this is a, a word that is misunderstood by a lot of people, but I've yet to find a better word. It is the soul within everyone. That is the true identity of people. And the outward shell cracks when we're in crisis, when we lose a a loved one, when we become sick, when we lose a job, when there's a huge life change, when our ego doesn't work anymore and we reach a critical mass of suffering, we naturally go to our core. And at that core is where we return because it's our true self. Yes. Well, that's my personal experience. I mean, okay. I, I learned about the Enneagram at work. Okay. So we, we learned, we went to a business, and they were, everybody was getting a number and mm-hmm. figuring out what was the best job for them based on their number. And I learned my particular Enneagram mm-hmm. type number, mm-hmm. uh, being an eight, and learned, uh, was fascinated by it read two books so I knew a lot about it yep and so I learned you know the traps and and the problems Mm -hmm. and and my default mechanisms but Mm -hmm. I didn't really know what to do about it Mm. so that is why I sought out the Institute for Conscious Being because I some something jumped out at me and said you need to figure out what to do about your ego type eight, mm-hmm. your raging eight. Okay. And so, yeah. and that's kind of what you teach. Yes. Uh, and now you're on the faculty of that institute, and we're very glad to have you, Erica. You, you've done some outstanding work, and you've gone all over the country lecturing, and you've, you've studied this, and you really know what I'm speaking about when I sp- say that this isn't about the superficial ego type at all. This is about how to help people go to their soul. It's life-changing. Yes. It's, it's life-giving, mm-hmm. and it's life-saving Yes. for a lot of people. For Absolutely. people like me who had just reached a point in their lives where they realized that that, that ego is no longer working. Mm-hmm. In fact, it's causing nothing but suffering. Yes. When it cracks, mm-hmm. we realize how um, um, inefficient how pliable, how fragile that ego really is. And some people, though, ride it out to the very end. Yeah. Uh, they they but, live in that thin veneer to the very end without ever discovering the true soul underneath. And the Enneagram points us to the soul, which is the essence of our being. Powerful. And another thing that I want to bring out uh, in this introductory podcast is a little bit about you and your understanding of psychology mm-hmm. and the ego mm-hmm. uh, because uh, to me that that meant a lot to me to know mm-hmm. a little bit about your experience and your educational background mm-hmm. 
So can you tell us a little bit about, I know you don't like to Mm -hmm. ever talk about yourself in this way, but Mm -hmm. I'm going to pull it out of you. Tell us a little bit about your education, your Mm -hmm. background. Uh, I went to college in Birmingham, Alabama at Samford University. I studied then after that at Emory University in graduate school. And then I went to uh, Yale Divinity School where I received a degree in um, religious studies. Uh, After that, I attended the University of Virginia and did a PhD in a special program in uh, clinical psychology uh, emphasizing child and family psychology, which are adult and child. And um, after that, I did uh, uh, an internship uh, where I was a fellow in clinical psychology at the Department of Psychiatry at Harvard Medical School, where I worked at uh, Boston Children's Medical Center with children and families um, with all types of psychosomatic uh, illnesses. Um, After that, I returned to uh, my home state, which is Alabama. I grew up in Mobile, Alabama, and now live in between Birmingham and Atlanta in a town called Anniston, Alabama. Uh, After uh, that, I became uh, associated with the medical school at the University of Alabama in Birmingham, where I was associated with family practice residency program and um, was an assistant professor of family medicine. And that's when I uh, decided to write Don Rizzo, who at that time had only written very limitedly on the Enneagram, and he and I became friends, and he came down to Alabama a couple of times, and uh, we team taught, Don and I did, he stayed at our house, and we team taught the uh, Enneagram to medical residents at the University of Alabama School of Medicine, Department of Family Practice. Um, Those were wonderful years, and Don and I uh, were um, very, very um, good companions with the Enneagram and uh, learned it together. Uh, since that, he went on to, with Russ Hudson, create the uh, Enneagram Institute, which I'm so very proud of. And of course, Don, we lost him several years ago. Right. And so you also have your own practice now? Yes, I do, in clinical psychology. Okay. Right. And how many years have you been practicing clinical psychology? Oh, my goodness, since 1980. Okay. <laughs> so you have a little bit of experience. Absolutely. In, yeah. in the field of psychology mm-hmm. and a little bit of an understanding of the ego. Yes. How that can be extremely unhealthy. Right. And I have the experience of having lived my own life <laughs> yeah. alongside of understanding this Enneagram mm-hmm. material since... When you originally learned about the Enneagram, I mean, how did that, I guess that was especially intriguing for someone like you coming from your particular background. Well, like everybody else, I was entranced with the ego type. I just thought it was wonderful that so many people could talk together uh, in some kind of resonance about a certain preoccupation and a certain 
way of moving in the world. Uh, that gives you, well, I want to say it gives you a certain amount of happiness to know that you're not alone or you're not defective or mm-hmm. et cetera. But um, the other thing is that that wears off. That's, that's really only the icing. The real, the real cake is understanding the soul beneath the ego. And so few people delve beneath that icing. And I'm sure your background at Yale, at the Divinity School, helped a little bit. Absolutely. To understand that the depth, the spiritual depth of the Enneagram. And so you've made it a lifelong passion. It's been your lifelong passion to really try to bring that to other people. Right. The combination of psychology and uh, religion uh, and spiritual transformation has always been very, very important to me, and I've concentrated on that since since a, since a young age. Well, is this something that just really is strictly Christian? No, it's not. It's applicable to every faith in the world and every non-faith in the world. I, I know lots of agnostic and atheist people who uh, understand this energy of the Enneagram and understand the goodness in it. And for non-religious reasons, are entranced by understanding their inner self. And in, instead of using the word soul, they may use the word essence. They may use the word inner being. But they realize that there is a depth of character that we have that when tapped makes us more alive, more inspirational, and more conscious of what's going on in our lives. Because so many people, we identify with our ego. Yes. And there's that moment of realization that there's something much greater. Right, right, right. That's why I want this podcast out here, because uh, it's time people uh, stop playing around with uh, just typing. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's there's some fallacies to that, too. It can get into uh, name-calling, projection, uh, there's a shadow to that, uh, which um, in labeling others is not altogether healthy or flattering. Uh, the Enneagram is about self-inquiry. It's really not about imposing our judgments on other people. Or manipulation. Right. Which that is something that can happen when you begin to understand Absolutely. the types and, oh, that person's a one, mm-hmm. so they must be coming at this this mm-hmm. way and... I can say this, and they will do that. And, mm-hmm. and there's profit to be made off of all kinds of manipulation. So um, what we hope to do is to open this area of soul up, um, especially the gateway to the soul, which we'll have more podcasts about, uh, which is about the soul child, which is in every one of us. So who should listen to this podcast? People who want to get out of their rut, who want more out of life, who know that there's more to them than just a script or some kind of program that their parents gave them or their maybe their religiosity gave them, but they want to become more in touch with something deep within themselves and express that truly, um, and who are willing to take the uh, make the quest because. It's, it's, sometimes it's painful to go beneath the surface. 
when we shed that outer covering, um, it was a protection for many years. Now we have to live in a lot more vulnerability um, and a lot more awareness that not everybody is willing to do that. But self-inquiry gives us the benefit of understanding what our purpose is truly, what our sacred contract is truly, and what the real meaning of our life is. Wow, what's there not to like about that? Right. So, so what you're saying is if someone is interested in going beyond the surface typology of the Enneagram, yes. yeah. and they're interested in learning more about their own specific purpose, mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. to even be, to exist on this earth. Right. To breathe in and out the oxygen. Right. If they're interested in learning ways to grow deeper. Yes. Towards their essence, towards yes. their inner being. Right. Towards that divine inner quality. Right. This is a podcast that they will be interested in listening to. Absolutely. It's true. But it may be painful at times. Uh, disconcerting. Um, yeah, I mean, real growth has pain involved in it. I'm right. not... I'm not going to say it doesn't, but the benefit and the joy that you receive after some consciousness comes, and then the the whole thing about not having to go through the needless suffering that the ego brings when we're just trapped in egoic thought, that is an, in an, in and of itself is is a tremendous gift of that enneagram. Great. Well, so thank you for today. Thank, thank you, you for Erica. giving us I've an introduction. This. Yes. I'm excited about the new I am podcast. Too. Yes. Um, we'll go I, deeper on the next one. I, we will. And, and that is why people need to return to the next podcast. Okay. Because yes. we're going to begin to talk about some things that maybe they've never heard before. Well, when we start really uh, getting into the qualities of the nine different kinds of souls, I believe people are going to want to know what those are. And we're, we're ready to get into that for our next podcast. Great. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank and, you. And we just want to invite people to come back okay. to The Real Enneagram, A Spiritual Quest. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for being with us today. Check out our website at www.theicb.org. That's T-H-E-I-C-B dot O-R-G. If you have questions you would like to have answered on this podcast, just email us at the address on our website, theicb.org, under Contacts. And if you would like to attend one of the conferences or other events of the Institute for Conscious Being, you will find these presentations on our website under Events.